You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. Play fake, going to roll right, dumps it off into the right flat to Michael Bumpus who bounces off a of one tackler, gets inside the 40 down to the 35-yard line. Powered by Seahawks.com. Matt Bumpus looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Now, here's your host, Nasa Choby. Welcome into a special edition of Hawk Talk. We are live from Munich, Germany. Me, myself, Michael Bumpus, we're here with the team. It's been a crazy week. We've been doing shows at the pub. We got a lot of cool events going on down here. We took over a pub called the Augustiner Stomhouse. Took it over. Took it over. Yeah, we had Wyman and Bump. We had all kinds of events. John Schneider stopped by. A lot of people, different people stopped by. It's been a crazy fun week down here. The players are excited. There was no jet lag walking around the hotel. Guys were up and anxious and ready to go. So it's been a fun week. We still got a little bit more for you. But for the team we are playing, it is their international market. But if you look around this town, I'm telling you, it was nothing but 12. So let's get to what's on tap. What's on tap? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like I just alluded to, it's their international market. But Is bump, it? Don't you seem no like it. You're right, because there's only Seahawks <laughs> fans around here. It's wild. When we went to the pub, are you kidding me? Man, it was deep, and those guys were rowdy. They were loud. They're ready to go. Like, it was a Thursday, but it felt like it was the night before a game. Yeah, no, it felt. And there was a couple Tampa Bay fans that wandered in there, and they were trying to start some stuff, and they were just drowned out by Seahawks fans. So it's been a it's been a cool atmosphere down here. But talking about these Bucks, they're an interesting team. They're tied for first in the NFC South. Because quite frankly, right now, no one really wants to win that division right now. Bump <laughs> at four and five, <laughs> they started off great, beat the Cowboys and the Saints two and zero, and then things kind of started to slide. They lost to the Packers, they got lost to the Chiefs, beat the Falcons, but then lost three in a row: Steelers, Panthers, Ravens, and they just had a come from behind victory last week against the Rams, snapping that three game losing streak. And bump that game was ugly, dog. Yeah, it was ugly, man. Um, Tom Brady gets to the podium. And it was like a, a sigh of relief. He's like, man, I can't believe we got that done. He goes, that was bleeping awesome. You got the GOAT <laughs> talking like that. He knows that he snuck away with one on the other side. Jalen Ramsey is is, is uh, expressing how he feels about how he doesn't think there are any dogs on this team or whatnot. But, uh, no, no, that was cool, man. The game featured 15 punts, and both teams combined to go just 13 of 36 on third downs. That is never good. There were only two touchdowns in that game. The first one came on a 69-yard pass to who else? Cooper Cup. That guy always gets his. And the Rams are in control for most of this game. Uh, they were up 13 to 16 going into the fourth quarter. But uh, things got interesting late. Yeah, no kidding. So 13-9, as you said, Bucks drive all the way down to the Rams' six-yard line. But they couldn't convert, turning the ball over on downs. The Rams just needed one first down to ice it. It was over. It was a wrap. They couldn't do that. They go three and out, giving Tom Brady one more chance. It's Tom Brady, man. Right. You don't give Tom Brady another chance at the end of the games. Yes, there's only 44 seconds on the clock. But Brady marks the Bucks down the field on a six-play, 60-yard drive, ending with a touchdown to former UW tight end Kate Otten for the game-winning score. Brady went five of six for 60 yards on the game-winning drive, recording his 55th come from behind win, game-winning drive, excuse me. And the 45-year-old avoided his first four-game losing streak since 2002. And they beat the Rams for the first time in four tries since Brady's been in Tampa. So box scores and pretty. And this one jumped out to me, but Brady threw it 58 times, but he only threw for 280 yards. And that arm is sore. 
58 times and only threw for 280. There's a lot of check downs. There's a lot of slants, a lot of intermediate routes. Uh, That's a lot. Stafford on the other side. Um, he had a rough game, too, 13-27 for 165 and one touchdown. Daryl Henderson led all rushes with 56 yards on 12 carries. Not a great day. And, of course, Cooper Cup led all the receivers with 127 yards and eight receptions, one touchdown. The Rams are 3-5 and five on the season, and now the Bucks are 4-5 and five and are tied for first place in the NFC South, which is the new NFC East because for a while that yeah. NFC East was garbage. Yeah, no, and that's the crazy thing. You know, obviously we kind of poke fun at them because they have a losing record. They're leading the division a lot different where the Seahawks are at right now. But obviously, as we know, Bump, it's Tom Brady. Right. He's still the greatest of all time, and they still have dogs on that team. So it'll be a fun matchup, you know, just seeing who can handle the travel aspect of this trip, flying all the way across the country. Seahawks flew a lot farther, obviously. But it it is what it is. <laughs> when we look at this head-to-head matchup, let's talk offense right now. This Seahawks offense is just consistent. They're just absolutely consistent, and honestly, I would assume that these numbers would be a little higher. But they're just so cons- they're so balanced and consistent that they don't they're not crazy leaning rush or pass. They're the eleventh ranked offense in the National Football League, averaging three hundred fifty nine yards a game. Eleventh ranked rush offense, fourteenth ranked pass offense. But the one I love the most is their fourth in points per game, averaging 26.8. And they're putting points on people during this four-game win streak. They're beating teams by double digits. So it's been it's been a lot. And you look on the offense on the other side, Bucks have the 19th-ranked passing offense. They don't run the ball. 32nd, dead last. That's crazy. 60 yards per game? That's wild. That's typo. No, no, that's, that's real talk. <laughs> uh, Ken Walker had 60 yards on the last two drives against the <laughs> <laughs> the Cardinals last week and their fifth their fifth in passing offense giving or going for two seventy one a game and part of that is just because they throw the dang pill so much. They yeah. can't run the ball. So Brady's you know, he's throwing forty five times a game. So the stats are definitely gonna skew that way. And they're uh just twenty fifth in points per game at eighteen. They don't do well on third downs. They have go three and out a lot as well. So this offense isn't hitting on all cylinders, but they have weapons and we'll get into, so they're still dangerous. Yeah, the Bucks defense is what holds them down. They're ninth overall, giving up 313, uh, 313 yards per game. They're the 23rd against the run, giving up a buck 25, and they are fifth against the pass, giving up 187, and they only give up 18 points per game. So if there's something that this team is going to lean on, it's going to be Tom Brady's arm, and then it's going to be this defense. On the other side, the Seahawks have the 24th-ranked defense, not playing like the 24th-ranked defense um, the last three or four weeks, but this is where they are right now. They're 27th against the run, giving up 138 per game, and then they are 20th against the pass, giving up 225 per game. Also giving up 24 points per game. These numbers are deceiving. The last three weeks, they're giving up, what, 282 yards per game, which would, which would make them the best defense in the league above the 49ers to give up about 285 yards per game. So you look at these numbers, and um, you can uh, get your assumptions, right? But I think this is what's true about these numbers. The Bucks' defense is really good, and the Seahawks' offense can put up a lot of points. I look at that, and I say this should be a good matchup. No question about it. The Seahawks defense is playing incredibly well the last four weeks that you just alluded to. They're first in yards per play, only giving up 4.3 yards. They're tied for first in 19 sacks in the last four weeks. 19. QBR opponents, 31. That's second. And then takeaways, they have seven. That's tied for second. And they're obviously 4-0 during this ban. So this team is balling out defensively. We know what the Bucs can do, so it should be a fun matchup. But these two teams have played in the recent future. It's time to know the history. No. Your history. Seattle leads the all-time series at 9-5. The Seahawks have won two of the last three meetings, including a thrilling 40-34 win during the 2019 season. 
And Bump, I don't know if you remember this. It ended with Jacob Hollister overtime touchdown in yep. the end zone. Yes, Jacob Hollister, he was starting and making plays for us at the time. And honestly, this was Russell's best, probably best statistical game of his career. 29 for 43, 378 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. It was a back and forth game. It kind of was who's going to score last, was going to win the game. Mike Evans balled out, so he's going to guy we're going to talk about. 180 yards, 12 receptions, one touchdown. So I hope he doesn't have that kind of day. But we, what we loved from that game was Lockett again, 13 receptions, 152 yards, and two touchdowns. DK, as a rookie, had six receptions, 123 yards, and one touchdown. So hoping we can get some of that love going on. But, man, things are good out west. What's the word? Where my soldiers at? West side! Where my soldiers at? West side! And the Seahawks are the NFC West champs again. What's the word in the west on Hawk Talk? What's the word? I'll tell you what the word is. The Seahawks are sitting on top of the division at 6-3. and three. Behind them, the Niners are 4-4. Four and four. The Rams are 3-5, and five, and the Cardinals are 3-6. These guys are all alone in first place in the NFC West, man. They are playing some really good football, and it is very convincing. Now, the Rams and the Bucks played last week. We talked about that. That's what's going on in the West. And then the Cardinals lost to the Seahawks last week. And then the 49ers are on a bye week. Now, we talk about this NFC West, man. We're nine games into this deal, and this team is 6-3. and three. And if you thought they would be here at this point in time, good for you. I, I thought this team would be competitive, but 6-3 and three I felt like was, um, was asking for a lot. But obviously it's not asking for a lot because this is where these guys are. Now the next four weeks are going to be extremely important. you got the Bucks, the Raiders, the Rams, and the Panthers in the next four weeks. Four games that this team can, play, uh, can win. Combined, these teams are 11-23. Not a very good lineup, but this is the NFL, and you got to show up and play anybody. You can't take any of these teams – Lightly. Now, the last four games is what's concerning. All games are concerning, but when you break down the second half of the season, you look at the last four, you got the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Jets, and the Rams. The Jets, folks, are concerning yep. right now, which is wild. They're now, we, we already expected the Niners and the Chiefs and the Rams to be concerning, but the Jets are playing really good football. Those teams combined are 19 and 14. So, hey, you can't look past anybody. We're breaking it down in the second half of the season. It's a two parts. You got the next four. You got the final four. It's looking, uh, it's looking good for these Hawks and good and tough at the same time. No, I mean, you, like you said, you can't overlook anybody, but at the same time, you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And the Seahawks have been doing that lately, definitely really well. You know, early on, I think they probably should have beat the Falcons. I think they should have beat the Saints. We know that now, but they took a little while to get things worked out. But they're here now. So as long as you take care of the business you're supposed to do, the next four weeks, things will be looking good. But let's get back to these Tampa Bay Buccaneers man up. Hey, who man is this? Who man is this? Man up, man up, man up, man up on Hawk Talk. He's the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. We have to start there. We'd be remiss if we didn't. It's crazy to think that this is Tom Brady's 23rd NFL season, and it's already his third season as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a couple of retirements mixed in there. On the season, he's 260 for 398 for 2,547 yards, 10 touchdowns and one interception, been sacked 14 times. But, you know, this team has been struggling offensively. But Brady's numbers are still pretty good. I mentioned he only has the one interception. His 25-47 passing yards, that's second in the National Football League, trailing only Patrick Mahomes. He's 13 in completion percentage, he's 13th in passer rating. The one thing he doesn't do well right now, though, is, is yards per attempt. He ranks 38th in the NFL at just 6.4, and that obviously 
jumped out when we jumped out to me when I looked at the box score from last week because I go he threw it 58 times and only had 280 yards. So they're not pushing the ball downfield with with great pace and regularity, which is surprising because of some of the guys they have at receiver. We'll talk about him in a minute. But you know he leads the league in attempts 398. The closest person to him is 360, and that's Kyler Murray. So he's already thrown a full game's worth, like a heavy game, <laughs> 38 times worth more than anyone else in the league. So, you know, it's you're definitely sure what they're doing offensively. They rank 19th in total offense and 5th in passing offense. So you mentioned to it earlier, Bump, about how good the Seahawks are playing, 24th in total defense for the last four weeks, allowing just 282 per game. That would be number one in the NFL. And they're 20th against the pass right now. So – they're going to have the work cut out for him because he's the greatest of all time for a reason, and you he's hard to sack. He's a guy that doesn't take a lot of sacks because the ball out quick, you know, and he just he is what he is. He's Tom Brady. But I think the Seahawks have an opportunity to come out strong defensively and, and shut him down a little bit. Yeah, you got to get after the GOAT. He's going to get the ball out quick. He's not going to make too many bad decisions, but when he does, you have to capitalize. Let's talk about our quarterback, Geno Smith, versus the Bucks defense this guy's been playing like an mvp he's completed 73 percent of his passes he's six in the nfl with 2199 yards fourth when it comes to passing touchdowns he's got 15 fourth in qbr at 68.1 and geno smith has seven games with multiple pass cities this season he's had seven his whole career over the past nine seasons so far this year he is uh excuse me last week against the arizona cardinals he was 26 to 34 275 two touchdowns one interception a qbr rating of 106 he also had six carries for 38 yards a couple big third down runs on the season this guy's been playing really good man he's take care of the football doesn't put you in compromising positions the one time he has thrown a uh, a suspect football in my opinion was last week it was a pick six and what do they do they bounce back so you're going up against a good defense man uh, they're ninth in total defense talking about the bucks allowing 313 yards per game but they're fifth against the pass allowing 187 yards per game so it's going to take another nice performance by geno smith but there's nothing that tells me that we shouldn't expect a solid performance by this guy Gino, I've been saying it all year. Let Gino be Gino. The poise, the confidence, the swag ain't writing back. Gino is balling out, playing like an MVP, and I'd expect nothing less, especially over here in Germany. Now, your your people bump the receivers. Yeah, Mike Evans, he's a dog. Yes, he is. There's no other way to say it. he's a dude. He's still one of the best receivers in the NFL, and and he's a great teammate. Remember yeah. when he went went ham for Tom Brady earlier this year? He got suspended, took an L for that. But he said, "What you want me to do is Tom Brady. What you want me to do?" <laughs> <laughs> he's in his ninth year. This is a crazy stat. Ninth year in the NFL. He's gone over 1,000 yards every single season he's been in the National Football League. He's on pace to do that again in 2022. His career numbers, 650 receptions, 9,918 yards, 78 touchdowns, and he's averaging 15 yards per catch his entire career. He just makes plays. This year, 617 yards and 44 receptions, three touchdowns. The crazy thing, he's never been an all-pro. That's, that's wild. How? That's wild. I mean, I'm sure the years you break it down, you say, who would you put him over, blah, blah, blah. But he's Mike Evans. So he's a dog. He, he'll get down the field. So back-to-back weeks, Tariq Woolen and Mike Jackson are going to have their hands full with guys and there's talented, talented receivers. But Tariq stepped up the challenge. Mike stepped up to the challenge. I think Tariq won that battle last week against DeAndre Hopkins. So he's playing his confidence at an all-time high, holding D-Hop to 36 yards and four receptions. So I got all the comments in the world. I just love that he's getting all these tests early on just to keep stacking the resume. So hopefully when the Seahawks are playing in you know late December, January, hopefully into February, it won't be a thing for him. 
He's growing, man. He's growing, and it's nice to watch these two grow, man. Tariq Willen and Michael Jackson, two guys who we didn't think would be the starting corners for the Seahawks when the season started. They're doing their thing. All right, let's focus on these Bucks again. Man, you got Vita Vea. Man, he is a local kid, product out of UW, and he has six and a half sacks. That's 11th ranked. Uh, that's good enough for 11th in the NFL, but he's an interior lineman. Like, these guys aren't supposed to get a bunch of sacks, but that is what he is doing, man. But the Bucks are 23rd in rush defense, allowing 125 yards per game. So, yes, he's getting his. Vitave is a big body, man. When you think about UW defenses like the heyday, mm-hmm. you think of guys like Vitavea. So, you got to watch this dude, man. He's going to get after the quarterback. He is going to cause traffic. He requires double teams. He's a big body, a big man. This O-line is going to have another test this week. Yes, they are. You got to know where he's at. I mean, it's not going to be hard to know where he's at. He's big, <laughs> big as a house. <laughs> Awesome Blythe will definitely have his hands full there. Uh, let's go back to the running backs. K-9, the dude who's been doing it better than any other rookie running back is doing in the NFL this year. You know, he's going to be aware where Vita Vey is for sure. But he's coming off his second 100-yard rushing game, his second game with multiple rushing touchdowns. Most impressive thing about his performance last week, I meant we alluded to earlier, 62 rush yards and 11 carries in the fourth quarter with two touchdowns against the Cardinals. So he's doing it at the right time. His five straight games with a rushing touchdown. And since becoming the starter, he's got 424 yards, six touchdowns, averaging 106 yards per game during that span, seven touchdowns on the year. K-9 is balling. We talk about this almost in every show because he continues to just show how good he is. He can handle the load. He can handle 30 carries, and he's going to need to continue to do that against this Buccaneers team who aren't as good at stopping the run as you'd think, but obviously have guys like Vita Bay in the middle, so it should be a fun matchup. Yeah, man, K-9, come on, do your thing. He's been balling as of late as soon as he became a starter. He was balling before he was a starter, but then he yeah. became a starter, and then there's no doubt he's one of the best running backs in the league. Let's talk about the Bucks running back. Leonard Fournette came in about 30 pounds overweight. Uh, he's lost that weight, but this team is still dead last in the NFL, just averaging 60 yards per game. That's 3.3 yards per carry is what Leonard Fournette is averaging. He's got 121 carries for 405 yards and two touchdowns. He also has 42 receptions, not surprising as much as they throw the football for 314 yards and three touchdowns. Now, the Bucks rank 30th when it comes to rushing attempts. They're going to throw the ball all across the yard. That's why you cannot allow this man to get going, right? He's only averaging 3.3 per carry. If he has a good game, that's going to do nothing but help the GOAT Tom Brady when it comes to tossing that ball all across the yard. The Seahawks are 27th against the run this year, allowing 138 per game. A lot of that is because of what happened earlier in the season. Guys are running all over the yard. That's not going down. As of late, Austin Eckler, they held him to 31 yards on nine carries. Saquon Barkler, Barkler, Barkley, (laughs) they held him to 53 yards on 20 carries, and then James Conner had seven for 45. So lately, this team has taken care of the run. They have to continue to do that against Leonard Fournette. No question about it. I think you can't, you cannot allow the one thing that they're not doing well. You can't allow them to have success there. No. I mean, that's a thing that just needs to be shut down. I think the Seahawks defense will. With the guys up front, Al Woods, Puna Ford, Uchen, Nwosu, those guys are playing well. Jordan Brooks leading the NFL in tackle. So I feel good about that matchup. But we're live. We're in Germany. Let's tell them how we're going to get this victory done. Munich. Victory. At the 45, waits for the snap. Michael Dixon puts it down. That kick is away. And that kick is. The Seahawks win! It's good! It's a path to victory on Hawk Talk. Man, don't let the travel affect you. And I and with this team, I don't think it's going to be one issue whatsoever. This team has been to London before, and they handled that with amazing grace and class. And 
it, with these international games, a lot of times it's about who handles the travel, who handles right. the time difference, who handles the little things, and don't allow that to become an excuse. Don't allow it to be, oh, shoot, I woke up at this time. Oh, we're not in my bed. Oh, this German food isn't as good as I thought. <laughs> I'm not saying that's true. The, Sausages. <laughs> the Augustiner Stammhaus was, was killing it, so I'm not saying German food is bad. I'm just saying you can't have all these excuses. I don't think you're going to see that from this team. We saw, if anyone saw practice footage the last couple of days, everyone jumping around, dancing. You wouldn't have known they just got off a plane for nine hours. People are hyped. The energy is good here. So I feel good about that and the Seahawks, you know, having that advantage in this matchup. Yeah, they have to play consistent on defense. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Now, the Bucks like to throw the football. So look out for Mike Evans. That secondary. You know what I'm going to say right now? Quandre, first pick of the year. Voltaic, let's going do it. down. Quandre's going to get it done. Tariq's going to hold it down. Mike Jackson, you guys hold it down. You guys do your thing, man. Don't let Tom Brady be who he is, which is the GOAT. Tom right. Brady, right? We want him to look mediocre. We want him to look average. I know that is a, a tall task, but I think this defense is more than capable of doing that. Without question, stop Tom. Lock him up. I know he's a go. He'll get all his flowers later, not on Sunday. And the other thing offensively is, you know, keep doing what uh, – I don't know how many times I can say this. Geno's balling out. They're mixing in that 13 personnel. We love it. They're the most efficient team when they do that. Tight ends have been going crazy this year. They're going to run the football and get DK and Tyler involved. They, yeah. They've hadn't had the kind of games that you expect for them. It's usually one or the other who's kind of balling out, and I think that's – Going to bode well for the Seahawks this week. I feel like, you know, defensively the Bucks are good, but I think you also mix them involved, and things are going to be going good. Man, let's get this dub on Sunday. Hey, no free points. No turnovers. Don't make mistakes on special teams. Just play some clean football. That's all we're looking for, man. Let's go 7-3 and three and uh, get out of Germany nice and clean. Absolutely. 7-3 and three heading into the bye week looks incredibly nice. This has been Hawks Talk, the preview edition. Seahawks taking on the Buccaneers from Munich, Germany. We are live on the airways on the radio at 4 a.m. back in Seattle, 4 a.m. So set your alarms, get your coffee. We'll be back with you on Monday or Tuesday. It's going to be a little long trip back, so we're going to be tired and all that stuff. But hopefully we'll be recapping a Seahawks win in Germany. He's Michael Bompas. I'm Nassar Choby. This has been the preview edition of Hawk Talk.